Hello everybody, I'm Chef Ben and this is Questions of the Week, the show where I answer questions from the week. Uh, obviously, I haven't been posting tons over the last couple of weeks because I've been sick and I was super busy a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so there haven't been a lot of questions. And I actually haven't done a Questions of the Week video in two weeks because I was sick and everything. Um, and so this is episode four. Uh, and it's the first episode in a couple of weeks. And today we have three questions. So, question one, and this comes from Liz Sinclair. This is on the Squash Soup post. And Liz says, could you, or rather, how would you adjust the recipe for pumpkin? I have one on hand, and a soup would be the perfect use right now. I think with all of us having colds, my last pumpkin soup attempt was only okay-ish. So when it comes to using pumpkin uh, in cooking, it really depends on the on the type of pumpkin, because not all pumpkins are good for eating. I mean, I think they're all edible. It's not going to kill you, but it's just some are much much better than others. Um, most of the pumpkins you find in the grocery store in the in the fall, like especially in the run up to Halloween, are not really eating pumpkins. They're specifically bred for jack o' lanterns. Really, that's it. Um, eating pumpkins are typically a bit smaller, um, they have more meat, they have a higher liquid content. So if you are going to cook with pumpkins, make sure that you're getting like a pumpkin that's meant to be eaten. Uh, these are more typically found at farmer's markets or like farm stores. So just ask the person at the counter, um, it might even say on the label what it's for. But make sure you're, you have an eating pumpkin. And if you do, then you can make the soup the exact same way. And again, this is the roasted butternut squash soup post. Um, so you would just cut the pumpkin up, peel it, cut it up, get the seeds out, um, roast it, and then make the soup as you would the, with the squash. Because really, the pumpkin and butternut squash have very similar flavor profiles. Okay? Question two. Uh, this is from Instagram, and this is from Tina's Joy Diaries. Uh, and this is also on the squash soup post. And she says, how big were the cubes? So I diced the squash into cubes before I roasted it. Um, I did this to get more surface area in the squash so I could get more of that roasted flavor. If I just cut the squash in half and roasted it, there's not nearly as much surface area to get that roasted flavor into the soup. And the cubes I cut were, I don't know, probably like one inch by one inch. But it really doesn't matter how big the cubes are. Like you don't want... You know, you don't want half the squash as a cube, but I mean, as long as they're all fairly even, that's that's really what matters. And they don't even have to be the same shape, really. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're all cubes. The squash is hard to cut into even cubes because there's that big center part. So uh, I'd say about an inch by an inch. You could go as small as a centimeter by a centimeter, whatever. Just just cut it up, chunk it up, and then roast it off. Again, you're really just trying to to um, expand the surface area of the squash so you can get more of the roasted flavor into the soup. And now finally, this question is from uh, Perry Jeanette. This is on, I think, the spinach salad post from, I think that was like almost two weeks ago now. Um, this question has nothing to do with that post, but I thought it was an interesting question and I thought that you might like to hear it. So, Perry Jeanette says, random question, uh, and I'm going to read this the wording might be a little weird. Random question. Going to roast an organic chicken, then use my Instapot to try making bone broth. Saving all my vegetable scraps in the freezer to toss in. 
onion skins, cabbage, green onion, carrot tops. I read that eggshells will add calcium. Will the cabbage and carrot tops be too strong? Apple cores, uh, toss in all, toss in all in and pressure cook. Strain then drain some, cook or make soup. What is a bad idea to add in with it or is everything fairly good for taste? Bay leaves, thyme, salt, pepper was my game plan for spices. I don't want to go to all that effort and make something uh, and have it taste off. So what she's talking about is essentially making what people call a bone broth. So I'm going to rant a little bit here. First of all, bone broth is kind of an oxymoron. So a broth is made with meat. Stock is made with bones. So what you're making is actually a stock. And this, I'm not, I'm not picking on perigenet here. This is a common term, bone broth, and it drives me crazy. Um, stock is something that has been used in cooking for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Where essentially we take carcasses, like bones, and we simmer them with vegetables like carrots, onion, celery, maybe some fresh herbs, maybe some aromats like, like thyme or peppercorns. And we extract, extract as much nutrients and as much flavor and gelatin and collagen as we can out of the bones and any connective tissue that's attached. And then we use that to flavor sauces, we use it to make soups, we use it for all kinds of things. That's stock. And that is what people call bone broth. A broth is made almost the exact same way, except instead of using bones, you use meat. Um, you get more fat in it, it gives you more of the meaty flavor. Um, but that's, that's the big difference. So saying bone broth is not really a thing. It's stock or it's broth. Having said that, when you make stock or broth, don't treat it like a garbage can. Don't just throw all the crap that you have lying around in your kitchen. When you add ingredients, add them with intent. So if you want to add carrot, don't add carrot peels and, and carrot tops. Add carrot. Like you can, you can leave the peel on the carrot and the top on the carrot. That's fine. But don't just add all the garbage from your kitchen. Add things with intent. So instead of adding onion peels, add onion. Instead of adding onion tops and peels, add or carrot tops and peels, add carrot. That's how you get the flavor. Yeah, there's flavor in the peels and the tops and everything, but I mean, it's there's it's marginal compared to what you're gonna get out of a whole onion or a whole carrot. Now, other things I generally add are celery. Now, in cooking, we have something called mirepoix, which is two parts onion, one part carrot, one part celery, and that's what goes in a stock. I wouldn't put apple in it. I wouldn't put cabbage in it, anything like that. If you want cabbage and apple in it, wait and make a soup out of the stock later and then put cabbage and apple in that. Um, the stock or bone broth really is just about extracting as much flavor and collagen and good things from the bones. And the carrot, onion, and celery just add a bit of flavor there. I would generally add maybe some thyme, uh, maybe some bay leaves, but that's about it. Keep it simple and then add the flavors or other ingredients later on. Um, and, and in terms of cooking it, don't do it in a pressure cooker. The temperature is way too high. Um, and what you'll end up with is like this really cloudy kind of messy stock or liquid. <clears throat> so when you make a stock, what you want to do is put everything in the pot, cold water to start, bring it to a boil, reduce the heat to simmer and let it go. I actually have a beef stock on right now. Um, start with cold water because if, when hot water hits the bones, 
it's going to melt some of the fats and you're going to get a cloudy stock, which is, it's not really going to affect the flavor, but it's going to affect how it looks. So start with cold water and all this scum and stuff is going to float to the top of the stock and then you just kind of uh, scrape it off with a ladle or like a, uh, a perforated spoon and you collect all that foam and garbage that goes to the top, you discard it. And then what you're left with at the end is this pot full of you know, bones and used up carrots and celery. And you strain that and the liquid is what you save. And it's this clear golden or, or dark brown liquid depending on what kind of stock you're making. And with that, you can do a, a lot of things. So that's kind of my rant on bone broth. Bone broth is an oxymoron. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It's either stock or it's broth. I mean, I guess you could make a bone broth by using bones and meat, but that's, you know, two things becoming one. It's not just made with bones. So to answer the question, uh, keep it simple and then add flavors later on. Yeah. And you can make stock out of any kind of bones. You can do it with rabbit, you can do it with chicken, turkey, pork, beef, um, anything at all. Um, if you want a dark stock, roast the bones and the vegetables. If you want a light stock, just put them in raw. That's, it, it's really that simple. Uh, yeah.